Hello, MavMind Collective, and welcome to another episode of the HypnoSales Show. Today, we're going to talk about the five mistakes that leaders make when they're creating a new role. So if you're a leader of a team in a corporation and you find yourself Un, you know, under pressure to uh, grow the team, to create new roles in the team. Maybe you got people on your team that are overworked and you need to hire capacity, you know, what's called capacity roles to help them scale. Um, or if you have uh, a need for expertise that you don't have on the team yet, you need to hire a different expert in for a specific type of skill set that they have to help grow your team and take your team to a different level or a different direction. To, in order to adapt with the changing times of the, of the company culture, which often happens, you find yourself needing to create a new role. Now, sometimes if you're just you know, expanding an existing role, you can use a, a previous job description and, and you, you, know, that's, you just ask someone to apply and you fill in that, that new role, that new requirement of the same type. But if you're having to create a new role that you don't have yet, where you have to create a whole job description, maybe build a business case, et cetera, there's actually like about five mistakes that I found that people make. And sometimes this is at a conscious level. Often it's at the subconscious level. They're not even aware that they're making these mistakes. So again, because my channel is about the subconscious mind and about how we incorporate hypnosales and hypnosis and how we hypnotize each other by talking to each other subconscious and using that subconscious motivation in order to make decisions and figure out what to do it, to be successful in a role, I figured I should at least share these mistakes because oftentimes if you can understand the mistakes, then you can avoid these mistakes and actually become successful in all of the other aspects of hiring someone or creating a role that you probably already know about, okay? So we're gonna talk about these five today and just make sure that you have it in your arsenal and your tool belt of the subconscious mind to understand how you can avoid these to become better at hiring better people and creating the right kind of roles on your team to be more effective and productive in the company culture. Okay, so the first, uh, first one is here is uh, what's what I call short-term versus long-term. So the first mistake people make is sometimes they, they create a role that they think they need, but they don't ask the key question, is this role gonna be around six months from now? Is this role gonna be, what, what's this role gonna look like in five years? Because if you're gonna create a role and invest company time and money and effort into hiring someone and kind of adding capacity and a new skill set, you gotta make sure you're gonna need that skill set for the long term, because people are gonna get apply, be applying and, and you're gonna hire them and they're gonna expect a career. They're gonna expect a career path to follow. Like, where do I go? Where, where's my career path in this new role that, that's within the company? So if you're asking someone to like come in and like you're creating a whole new role, you need to make sure you find the right person that maybe can even suggest to you during the recruiting process what that path should be. So don't, don't uh, take it for granted that just because you need somebody now short term that you may not need them long term. So always be asking yourself, what's this role look like a year from now, five years from now? Uh, 10, years, 10 years from now, what does a career path look like for someone in this role? How is this team going to grow over time? How is this role going to you know, integrate with all of the other roles on the team? So you really want to make sure you're not hiring someone for a short-term fix, right? Which is like something you're trying to fix now in the team or fix within the company that long-term you may not need. Okay. If that's the case, you should just hire a contractor for six months to patch up and fix whatever it is you need to fix 
and then you can then you have the convenience of letting that contractor go and in ending the contract whenever you're done uh, with them you know with their time and their effort and their skill set for that particular short-term fix or project that you need that might have bursted it might have come up out of nowhere and you have need capacity so always be asking yourself is this a short-term role or a long-term role and if it's a long-term role then you should definitely make it a full-time position if it's short-term don't create a full-time position for it just hire a contractor okay the second one here is um, I've seen this a lot in my career managers are trying to help out another employee on the team by creating a role for them okay now when I say help them out I mean they're, it's not, you know, you're not creating a role for them because they're good at what they do. You're helping them because they're struggling at what they're doing. They're not working out in the role that they're in now. So if they're not working out, you know, don't, the last thing you want to do is create a new role for them and try to move them into a role in order to like save them or give them a chance to work out in a new role. That's a big mistake. Don't do that. You need to either work them out of the business, get them on another team into another position that's already existing somewhere in the company, help them find a different career path, but get them out of the role if they're, if they're incompetent, if they're not able to do the job, if they're not working out on your team. The last thing you want to do is create a whole new role, long-term role, and move them into it and hope that you can you know, help them out by giving them a chance in a different, at a different thing. Now, if you have a rock star in your team, and you're not sure if they want to be a manager yet, or you're not sure you have a path for them to be a manager, but you don't want them to leave. Like they're so good at what they do. Their skill set is so cherished and respected and required basically to, to keep going and having success within your team. You don't want them to leave. You don't want them to find another opportunity to expand their skill set somewhere else. Then I think it's okay to create a role for them in order to keep them because they're someone you want to keep. But don't create a role like that for someone that is just not working out in their current role and you're just not sure what to do with them. The last thing you want to do is move them into a new role. That's just bad. Don't do that. Uh, either work them out or figure out another place for them. Um, so don't, you know, and, and if they're unhappy, if they're complaining all the time, I'm just unhappy in my, in my job. I don't like my job. But, you know, don't create a new role and try to make them happy because chances are if, a, if, a, if an employee is already unhappy in one role, guess what? They're going to be probably unhappy in the new role that you create. You're just going to have the same problem most of the time. So don't create roles to try to make people happy unless it's someone you want to keep, someone that you like you have to keep, like they're critical to the success of the business because their skill set is so unique and so unicornish that you have to like make sure they don't leave. Then, then you definitely want to create a role for them. So don't make the mistake of doing it for the other, other reasons. Okay, the third mistake, um, when you're creating a role, you got to think about all of the people within the company outside of your team, outside of your department that are going to be impacted by this role. Okay, and you want to include them in the decision-making process of creating the role. So if you decide, you know, I need to create a role for X reason, you might want to include the people that that X reason is going to impact and make sure that they agree that that's the right reason to hire them. Because they, who knows, they may be trying to hire someone on their team for the same exact type of role. And then you end up hiring two people that do the same thing and that, that's bad. I've seen that mistake happen. I've, I've come close to making that mistake myself where I didn't communicate that. So you have to learn to think about the bigger picture, the bigger strategy, who else is impacted, who else should be involved in this decision to create this role besides myself and maybe my boss on my team. 
because I want to make sure I'm not hiring redundant roles because everyone is seeing a problem somewhere and we're trying to solve it by hiring someone in to take care of that problem long term. Okay. So always communicate with everyone and figure out who you need to include and avoid making the mistake of just being narrow-minded and only within your team. Uh, include everyone to make that decision on that role. Okay. The fourth one here is failing to define the expectations of the role. So if you're going to create a new role, <clears throat> you want to eliminate all the mystery involved with that role because at the subconscious level, none of us are comfortable with mystery. We're not comfortable with unknowns. The subconscious cannot deal. In fact, it will reject unknowns and it doesn't want to have anything to do with it. So if you have a role that you hire someone into or someone that is helping you make a decision and you haven't clearly defined the job description and exactly what the role is for and why you have it and what it's going to do and how the role is going to work and interact with everyone else, there's, there's going to be a lot of mystery, a lot of confusion, a lot of uneasiness and unknownness that everybody's going to be like uneasy with and they're going to, they're going to fight you and they're not going to cooperate with you. You're going to find everyone is sort of not supporting you in hiring this person into this role. So you've got to make sure you define explicitly what the expectations are. And I'm not even just talking about just the job description, but also maybe a slide or two that shows how they're interact and engage with other people and other teams. So when you have that conversation with the other teams and the other leaders, they know exactly exactly how the engagement is going to be, what's expected of that person, and what's expected of people on their team. Because usually when you hire someone into a new role, they're going to interact with other people on other teams potentially. All right, it's not just your team, it might be other people. So you got to make sure everybody knows how that interaction is going to be and what is expected of them and their team. Okay, if you don't, then you're going to fail and you're going to get a lot of uh, people not supporting you and people actually fighting you on that new role. So you don't, you don't, you want to avoid that if you can. Okay. And then the final, um, final reason here that, or I'm sorry, my final mistake here on this list of mistakes that you make creating a new role is whenever you're compensating for your own lack of ability to manage or figure out what to do with someone on the team or what to do about a process on the team. Um, so, so in other words, if you're failing in your job to have effectiveness and management of the team, like you're not able to manage the team effectively to get product, you know, productive results from the team. The last thing you want to do is create a new role to bring somebody in and then give them, give them that, that job to them and say, now you manage the team and fix this behavior problem that I have. The behavior problem, the behavior problem is not for somebody new to come in and fix for you and compensate like, like you got to make sure that you're fixing that yourself. You don't want to compensate, try to compensate for your lack of management skill. Okay. Basically. And I've seen this kind of mistake happen. Leaders are just, there's a certain area where like, I just can't manage the people in a certain way or this certain process or project. I'm just not that good at it. I'll hire someone else in to do it. And then you give it to them and then everybody didn't just hates that person. And that's the last thing you want is everybody not supporting the new person coming in. They're not going to stay in the role. They're going to find another job immediately because they're going to be like, nobody likes me. Nobody wants to work with me. I've been in that role. I was hired into a role like that in my past. They hired me in to basically fix things that were broken. And I was sort of young and naive and kind of dumb enough to think that, oh, okay, good. I can come in and try to fix all this. And guess what? Everybody hated me because the reason they were hiring me wasn't because it needed to be fixed. It was because the previous manager didn't know what they were doing, didn't know how to fix it, figured I'll just, I'll come in and I'll be the bad guy. So I automatically had like 
a target on my back day one and everybody hated me. I didn't last there more than three months because it's horrible to work at a place where everybody hates you. Nobody will talk to you. Everybody just wants you to die and quit and just go somewhere else, right? They don't want you to die, but you know what I mean? Like they just want you to leave. They don't want to be around you. That's a horrible working condition. So you don't want to do that. You don't want to create that type of a situation for a new person coming in. You want, to, you want to create a role that everyone is accepting, everyone understands, there's no mystery about it, everyone's accepting and supporting of that role. They can't wait for that person to join because it's going to create capacity and skill set and more diversity on the team, etc. All these things that are positive, that's why you want to hire them, not to, not to compensate for your lack of ability to manage the team. Okay, so again, these are the five mistakes. Uh, make sure you're always hiring for the long term, not the short term. Make sure you are creating a role for the right employees you want to keep and not for ones you're just trying to help out in the moment because they're unhappy or because they're not working out in their current role. Um, and don't fail to include everyone that needs to be part of the decision. Don't uh, fail, you know, avoid failing in defining the expectations. Always explicitly define who, what, where, and when, and why about the role so everyone is clear on it. And don't hire someone to overcompensate for your lack of ability to execute uh, your skill set as the leader of the team.